0: This show contains sporters and swearing. This is Max Headroom, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to one of the greatest epics ever produced. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. But let's uh, party! Why is it deep? I'm pretty fool! I want my MTV! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I'm so sure. Nobody leaves this place without singing the blues. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What are the DeLoreans? Inconceivable! Automobile? Cut. <laughs> I don't make monkeys, I just train them! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dude Looks Like the 80s, I'm your host RJ McCready and that's right you heard it in the trailer, I'm going to be taking you back to the year in 1989 to cover the classic, iconic, Tim Burton superhero movie Batman. So I'm going to play you a trailer and I'll be right back. So as you can hear already, i played some of the Danny Elfman Film score in the background of his podcast and it really does capture that Gotham City vibe, um, which I've said before, I think is as always important for a, a movie in general. But let's have a look at this film. So the synopsis is... The Dark Knight of Gotham City begins his war on crime with his first major enemy being the clownishly homicidal Joker. It's directed by Tim Burton and some fans even say that this is his masterpiece movie but it's certainly got his signature to it and I think he does a great job of this film. It stars Michael Keaton who is no stranger to a Tim Burton movie before he did this he did Beetlejuice which I think snagged him the role. Uh, you've got Jack Nicholson. He does a great job as a joker. You've also got Jerry Hall in this movie, who is a model at the time, famous model. I think she was married to Mick Jagger. You've got Jack Behance, he always plays a bad guy, he's like an old school, very old school actor. And Billy D. Williams, who we all know as uh, Lando Carissian from Star Wars. The film. had a very big budget of $35 million, uh, which I think was a huge budget for that time. Um, But it made a massive return of $400 million. And I also remember this film being massive on merchandise. Everybody was talking about it. There was T-shirts, there was sticker albums, bubblegum cards. Everybody went Batman crazy back in 1989. So it was almost like one of the last films of the 80s to go out with a bang. So the film starts with, as I mentioned before, uh, the incredible film score by Danny Elfman. That just really brings you into the mood of this movie before it's even started. And then you've got a really nice, I think it's like a matte painting of um, Gotham City. And I'm a big fan of the matte painting. I think it really does. It's got a real conviction about it in terms of special effects. And the first thing you get is a family getting mugged by a bunch of crooks. Uh, They take this guy's wallet and then you get the scene you straight away you're only a couple of minutes into this film and then batman turns up and he um, pursues one of the criminals and you get this scene here don't kill me don't kill me man don't kill me don't kill me man i'm not going to kill you i want you to do me a favor i want you to tell all your friends about me what are you i'm batman yeah! <laughs> That's a pretty cool scene um, some movies usually wait a little while till they show the main character especially a character like Batman he's like in the shadows and that but no this this one just throws you straight in and it's he's making that statement yeah I'm here I'm the Batman and apparently Michael Keaton had led this line he just, just he felt like it sounded good at the time so they kept it in so the police arrive and they um, apprehended the two criminals and they don't believe what the criminals are saying they're trying to tell them that it's a Batman or bat that took him out. And then you've got um, a reporter called Alexander Knox who turns up and he's investigating a story that is going around the city about um, bat attacks. So the press are showing interest. And Gotham City is very productive at this time. You've got a new district attorney, Harvey Dent, who as I mentioned earlier is played by Billy D. Williams, who plans to clean up Gotham City and as we know, on a bit of a branch here, uh, Harvey Dent turns into the Two-Face character, another comic character of the Batman series. Then back at the newspaper, Gotham City newspaper, Knox meets up with uh, Vicky Vale, who's played by Kim Bassinger, and between them they plan to find out who this Bat character is. And they're both aware that Commissioner Gordon has actually got a file on the Batman character, so they're beginning to think that there is something to it. They also have information that Commissioner Gordon is going to attend the Bruce Wayne mansion for a charity auction. So they attend the attend the mansion to then get the information from Commissioner Gordon. You then get a scene where you've got crime boss Cole Grissom, who's played by Jack Plants, he is angered by the persistence of Harvey Dent who's trying to clean up the city and they want to find out a bit of dirt about him. And he believes that this dirt is contained on a file at excess chemicals um, in a safe. So he gets one of his right hand men, Jack Napier, he's played by Jack Nicholson, to retrieve these files and go to the chemical plant. But it's also a double cross because he believes that Jack Napier is having an affair with his wife. Or he, is um, played by Jerry Hall so he's kind of killing two birds with one stone here so he's going to set up Jack Napier and he's also going to try and retrieve this file so at this point the film is tying everything in it then goes back to the Bruce Wayne mansion where Knox confronts the Commissioner Gordon about the Batman but he denies all the knowledge Um, Bruce Wayne is obviously in attendance he excuses himself from the function and then he goes into the Batcave, where he first see the Batcave. And during the event, uh, Gordon was approached by a police lieutenant. who was telling him about the um, access chemicals because they have been tipped off. So Batman decides to attend and do what Batman does. So at the chemical plant, Jack Napier realises that his men have been set up. Commissioner Gordon has arrived with backup and Batman has a confrontation with Jack Napier. And during this confrontation, Jack Napier gets shot through the face and he falls into a vat of chemicals. And at this time, Gordon and Batman both think that Jack Napier is dead. And the next day in the press, the Jack Napier death is ruled out as a possible suicide. But that's not the case, he's still alive and this is where uh, Jack Nicholson's character is turned into the Joker. Jack then goes to Grissom's penthouse knowing that he's been set up and you get this scene here. Maybe we can cut a deal. Jack. Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. So this is where the film really takes off and we're introduced to the Joker and Jack Nicholson seems to be having a good time as an actor in this. The Joker then terrorises Gotham City by lacing hygiene products with Smilex which is a deadly, deadly chemical that will kill you with laughter and when you're dead you've got a smile on your face. The Joker also takes out Grissom's uh, criminal enterprise and he starts recruiting his own henchmen, one of them being a guy called Bob, who is played by Tracy Walter. The Joker is also familiar with Batman and he wants to pursue him, and he also takes an interest in Vicky Vale, which then goes on to the next scene, which is where he invites Vicky Vale to a museum, pretending to be Bruce Wayne, who she has become... I forgot to mention this earlier, she's become romantically involved with as well. So Vicky Vow attends the museum and you get this scene here. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence! There you go, couldn't be the 80s without Prince soundtrack now, good eh? (laughs) it? So along with his henchmen, he walks around, he starts destroying artwork and he confronts Vicky but then Batman turns up and it's the scene that I played earlier where Batman comes crushing through the window he rescues Vicky Val, he uses one of his uh, zip lines to go crushing through the doors and he escapes in the Batmobile And that's where you get the Joker, he says his classic line, it's a great line from the film, he says where does he get those toys? Batman takes Vicky back to the Batcave and he gives her information on Smilex, he has like an antidote. The next day Bruce visits Vicky at her apartment and is prepared to actually tell her that he is Batman and he has this alter ego. But again the Joker turns up and he comes out with this classic line, tell me something Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> there you go, a couple of classic lines from the Joker there for this movie. So he shoots Bruce Wayne, but he's not there because he put a metal tray down his chest to stop the bullet from killing him. Bruce also remembers that the mugger that killed his parents when he was a kid said the same quote and he puts the two together thinking that uh, the Joker is now the guy that killed his parents so now it's becoming even more personal to get him. The Joker then goes to the central part of Gotham City and parades with all his henchmen with a promise to give everybody in Gotham City free money but Whilst he's throwing the cash out to the crowd he's also got these balloons which uh, contain the smile axe which he wants to release on the city. Uh, but before we can do this it's pretty cool scenes where Batman turns up in the Batwing and he tows the balloons away from the crowd. The Joker then pulls out a massive gun with a long barrel and he shoots the Batwing down. Batman manages to survive the crash and he takes on the rest of the Joker's henchmen. And the Joker at this time kidnaps Vicki Val and takes her to the rooftop of a cathedral. Batman pursues the Joker and has one last fight on top of the cathedral roof. You made me, remember? You dropped me into that vat of chemicals. That wasn't easy to get over. don't think that I didn't try. I know you did. They continue to fight and the Joker gets the up hand with Batman. He escapes on a helicopter and as he gets onto the helicopter... Batman uses a concrete gog or attached to some rope and he chucks it round the Joker's foot and the Joker's hanging on to how it got to be can't hang on any longer and he falls to his death. And there he is, he's dead. But as he's laying on the floor, you can hear this little machine that's laughing. Um, so I don't know whether that was the studios thinking they might be able to open up for a sequel. I don't know, but it just leaves you in wonder. So with the Joker stopped, you then got a scene with Commissioner Gordon who announces that the police have arrested the rest of the Joker's men and unveils the Bat-signal with um, Harvey Dent reading from a note which was given to him by Batman saying that he will defend Gotham whenever a crime strikes again And as the signal's going up into the sky, you can see a silhouette of Batman stood overlooking Gotham City. And that's how the film ends. And that's it, guys. Batman 1989. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I'm pretty sure most of the people listening to this have seen this movie. And I always say with this movie, um, if no one's ever seen a Batman film or superhero movie come to think of it, This would be the one to watch because it's a pretty solid movie. It's got a good beginning, middle and end. Um, It's a solid movie and it's got everything that you want in it for a um, comic book film. And the other thing I forgot to mention earlier was that it's actually loosely based on a comic um, called The Killing Joke that came out in 1988, which um, tells the story of the Origins of the Joker. So that's worth checking out as well. So that's it guys. That's the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it Um, I will be coming back for a what I call a full episode which has a TV guide in it And that is going to be John Carpenter's Day Live. So that's the next one to look out for I'm also going to be doing for a, a bonus episode I'm going to be looking at Young Sherlock Holmes From 1985 I think that deserves a shout out I watched that the other day And thought it was a Really good film So I'm going to have a talk about that um, So that's it guys um, I'm going to end the show With some Prince um, Because also Prince was in this movie With uh, obviously the songs And it's the back there So enjoy this one guys And I will see you soon